When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 99 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here this week. It's nice to be joined by Sean Dunn. Sean, how's things? Uh, awful. Beyond awful. Dave McGee, what's the crack? Yeah. Echo and Sean there. Feeling the same. What's up, Jerry O'Connor? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. And buongiorno, Donald Kelly. Ciao, Ronan. Uh, I'm fucking great. I don't know what's wrong with Tracy. <laughs> I know I'm looking at being better obviously it's not uh, not a good day but anyway we'll get into it only thing good is the weather isn't it yeah no that's it that was a great podcast see you after boys <laughs> see, you, see you for the 100 see you for the St. Henry yeah take it easy so this week we will look back on two defeats defeats to Bulls defeats to Shams we will hear your shouts in the shed end we have Kiss the White Hat to give away from both those games and we'll also look ahead to the final fixture before the break which is away to Shells on Friday night so as we'll go back to I suppose we can start with I suppose the weekend in general uh, Sean two games two defeats and I suppose a, a lot of frustration out there beyond frustration to be honest with you and it's it's comical at this stage and some of the carry on that's that's happening, you know, injuries and all that. It, it's okay. I don't know. It's do you know what? I had a lot of stuff on the top of my head that I was going to say, and actually, I just got angrier and angrier as the day has gone on. I've nearly forgot what I want to say now. But um, to try and even analyze those games, it's kind of a no show. Like it, the, I thought the Bulls game the other night was just another one where I just predicted we were going to lose, and I was just waiting for the full time whistle. From the moment the, it kicked off, I was waiting for the full-time whistle. I just knew what the outcome was going to be. I didn't see anything from us. Yeah, we had one chance that was cleared off the line. That was about it. And once again, players not turning up, players not delivering. It's, it's become farcical, to be honest. I, I don't know. And then last night was again was the same. You know, well, we had a good shape about us for 45 minutes. Didn't look too bad. Look... Lucas started the show last night, in my opinion. We're like without him, we get absolutely humiliated, and uh, it's it's not good. It's it's really not good. And David, should be should we be worried about? I suppose this ever increasing injury list. You know, we talked about it before, but it's it's also that the Sean mentioned the manner of manner of the defeats is probably yeah, absolutely. Um... Look, the injuries, I see there's nothing you can do about them. Some have been unfortunate and you're picking up niggles along the way and that's the nature of football. It's disappointing and you have to try and go and, and use whatever bodies are available to you. But, you know, the, the list just keeps getting longer, as you said. So, I mean, that really needs to be looked at. Are we rushing players back? Are we training too much? Are we doing the wrong things? You know, there's so many areas you can look at and only inside the inside the staff know, know what's happening or, or may not know what's happening because 
as the, the list just keeps getting longer. Um, stupid niggly stuff, people being away. It, it's really not good, and it is really showing that that the lack of depth that we do have in the squad. I mean, you look at you had only two two new players to our squad, which was Bogdan and Stefan on the bench the other night. And then you're a bunch of teenagers, most of them may not be available over the next couple of weeks because they're doing their leaving, sir. That's that's how thin we are on the ground at the minute. And that's the nature of how things are, the reality of it, which is really, really worrying. But on the other side, the second point you're asking me there, the manner of the defeats and the nature of the defeats, yeah, it's completely deflating in terms of what everybody gives for the club. You know, the, the efforts they put in and, and the grind they put in and all the hard work that they're constantly doing all year round. The attitude sometimes off the pitch isn't good. Um, we know that, and it's it's just disheartening. And as Sean said, you were just waiting before before you even walked in. Before I left the house last night, I was just kind of waiting to come home, um, because I didn't expect to get anything out of it at all. It looked all right for about forty five minutes. You knew you were going to get concede chances against one of the better sides in the league. As much as we hate to admit it with them, but at the same time, it just fell apart. And Friday night was no different. We looked to offer very very little, and we all thought coming out of Derry you know it was gritty and you grind it out and it's everything you've been calling for over the last few weeks absolutely and it was brilliant to see but then it was that one small step forward and two big big steps backwards because we're no further along to figuring things out and it's just really really disheartening frustrating and anger is, is coming to the fore as well which I'm sure the lads will echo my sentiments in a couple of minutes and Jerry do you want to touch on that this, this was elaborate from that point yeah the the feeling that was that the anger and the yeah the the deflation. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt this kind of well. I'm sure I have, but it's been a long, long time. It could be ten or so years that I've, you know, it's probably the worst feeling now. Um, just totally deflated, totally dejected, totally disillusioned. Uh, like last night, you know, look in fairness to some of the players last night, they were they gave it everything, but. Just like when you're, it was just like men against, it wasn't even men against boys. It was just kind of, it was just playing the fixture nearly for, for the sake of playing the fixture. It kind of felt like, like, do, do you know, when, like we're a professional football club that works its ass off and just, it was just so depressing. It just felt like the end of something. It felt like the, I don't know, it felt like the end of an era for me. Um, and yeah, I think we'll see the consequences of of the last few weeks. You know, like it's like everything; things come up tumbling down very, very quickly in football. And my God, have we seen a tumbling down there? Like I was talking about team. The Connor used uh, a snippet from the last podcast where I'm talking about team about you know the team feeds off the crowd and the crowd and the, the team feeds off the crowd and the crowd feeds off the team. But like there was. Like, God help us. I don't know. God help us. As a football club. Just exactly what the boys are saying, Ronan. Um, I, I can't disagree with any of the points that are being made. I suppose in terms of last night, obviously, I didn't see the game on Friday night. I listened to a bit of it on the radio. But um, from what i seen in the game last night, I, what I would say is any the likes of David Cawley, Niall Morton, Nando, um, Luke McNicholas as well. Um, Bitterness Danny Laverty as well. Uh, a few the, the, the fellas that actually had the balls to get on the pitch, fellas that were being played out of position but actually had the balls to get on the pitch. 
uh, and and try to stand up to be counted anyway. Fair play. Nando wasn't sorry, not not Nando. Max, I meant to say. Apologies, sorry, uh, Max, I meant to say. I, I suppose the the bigger concern for me is is the fellas that were maybe on the bench, and uh, you know didn't look that bothered, or maybe weren't even at the game at all. Uh, you know that that would, that would be my bigger concern. Like I know, for example, like uh, like. There's Greg Bulger, like he's carrying an injury. I know that he's 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 played through pain already this season to try and 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 I suppose put through for the team. And then you have other fellas then uh, apparently in Daily Mount Park that are sitting on the bench and nearly have to be fucking dragged off the bench to get out and warm up. I mean, are these fellas professional footballers? Because if they are, they're an absolute discredit and a shame to their profession. Let alone not, not even to Tiger Rovers Football Club. But if you go out and you fucking have a job and you're getting paid to do a job, go out and fucking do it and do it right. If you're any good at all, if you're worth anything at all, you know, go out and do it and do it right. And I, know, I won't mention any names. And I suppose there, there's other issues. There's a lot of issues with the mentality and the the mentality of players and the actual, I don't know what, what, what the word is that I'm looking for. But... Fellas need to have a look at them. I say discipline as well, Don. Discipline is the word, Sean. Absolute discipline, right? Like, there's a couple of things. I said it before. Now, in fairness, uh, there's fellas rolling in that weren't, that uh, that were injured. They're rolling to the showgrounds on a match day. They weren't dressed in, in, in the, the match day kit. Now, in fairness, any players, like, like it's young Sean McAteer coming in on crutches in his match day kit, right? Now, fair play to him. But why, why, why is why does he have to keep these standards and other other members of the squad not right? Fellas that are suspended are injured. They should still be with the fucking. They should still be on the team bus to Daily Mount Park or wherever. They should still be on the bus. They should be there. It's a team. You're getting paid to show up at the go to the game, and that's it. It's part of your job. It's part of the description, right? Not be off sunning yourself and being seen around the town. Stig was a small town. And people see things and, and chins wag. So you'll get away with fuck all in this town. If you think you're going to get away with anything, you get away with nothing. So you fellas that aren't at, that are, would rather be at the beach than go sit on the bus up to Daily Mount Park on a nice hot, hot Friday evening. And then on the Saturday evening, you fellas off gallivanting when they have a match then the following Monday. Now, Again, I'm not mentioning any names, but we all know who it is. There's, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, and I have no problem saying it. It's not on. It's not acceptable. So, These players have to realise that it's literally the fans of this club that are paying their wages. Sean, they're literally spit, they're spitting in our faces when they don't turn up, when they don't show up, when they don't care about... Like, fair enough, I don't expect any player to come here and automatically love Sligo Rovers and expect to die on the pitch for Sligo Rovers. They're not us, all right? They're not us. Players, they're coming here to do a job. But you come here and you do a job and you have to do a little bit extra because we literally pay your wages. And the cr- this crack of turning up... And look, I, I'm to blame as well for some of this stuff that happens because I put players on a pedestal when they shouldn't be on a pedestal. And I think we do it in Sligo an awful lot. When players come in here, we're like, oh my God, they're like gods. And we, we nearly treat them too well. Whereas in, if they go up to the likes of Shams or they go to Shells or look at Duff, look, I have to say, look at Damien Duff. He tears them apart. He te- any prima donnas, they're torn apart and rightfully so. Whereas we, we allow it. We allow some of this behaviour. We excuse an awful lot of stuff that goes on as fans. And when we shouldn't really, because what we do day in, day out, every single supporter that goes in that gate 
what we have to do to make this club viable, successful, as successful as it can be, is off the charts. I don't think there's another club in this league that has even come close to qualifying for Europe in the way that we have. Everyone else has had a backer or someone has pumped money in behind them for them to achieve the what they have. We haven't. Never have. And it's, I just, I can't, I can never wrap my head around that when a player doesn't show up. Go on, I don't. Sorry, Sean, because it's just, just on that point that you were making about how hard the fans work. I got a, I got a text message off a, off a man there asking me to take, I usually take five books off him and I take five books off Jerry for the, for, for the draw, right? Do you know how fucking difficult it's going to be for us to ground selling fucking tickets for an annual draw to help pay them fellas wages when they couldn't even get, get off the bench to fucking warm up in Daily Mount Park? Do you know how difficult that's going to fucking be? Yep. We're going to, you go around knocking on doors and they'll say, ah, them fellas doesn't give a fuck. And then there's a few that are being dragged down. There's, there's lads there that are trying their heart out, that are giving everything. And they're being yep. dragged down because Absolutely. there's a few fucking pricks that can't stay in on a Saturday night, can't stay away from a fucking beach on a Friday night because he's a pain in his fucking back or whatever injury he has. Or, or, or just, just couldn't be bothered to get up off the fucking bench and jog up and down the fucking side of a football pitch. It's not on. I tell you something, Plutton. If 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 it was a real job in a real world, like the rest of us that's on this podcast has, you'd be out the fucking door. Good luck and goodbye. P45. Don't let the door hit you in the way out. That's the truth. And not only that, you're also throwing the man to give it the start, to give it the opportunity to come over here. Your manager, John Russell, you're fucking him under the bus as well. So And that's where we're suffering. Huh? You're right. That's who's suffering the most yeah. out of this. Because that's he's the first, he's the low hanging fruit, yeah, and he's the one that gets swatted out first, and he is, and John is getting it rough. There's no two ways about it, but I don't know how how we fix this. How John? Fi- well, I do know one way of fixing, it, and I would genuinely have a massive clear out in July. And I say anyone who doesn't want to be here, there's the gate out with you genuinely and if it means that we can't even get in the right players we're in a relegation battle as it is right? I get them I, I throw them I, I, out now Sean out now yeah. that's what I say I have to train with under 19s and that's it good luck and fucking thanks I wouldn't have the next near to the first team squad that's the truth the fellas they're, they're, and, and I'm not saying there's two look there's, look, there's two players in particular I think we all know who they are and they shouldn't be ne- they shouldn't be near the first team squad no I think you're right in where you're coming from and look we take the highs with, with the club and we take the lows with the club. You get more lows given being as like a rover as we said before and we'll have a bit of a laugh and jolly about it which is fair enough but this is something completely different. You know, it's not a case of going out busting your hole and getting beat. As you said, Jerry, you take losing a game. You know what I mean? Get, for a game of football, you take losing a game but the way it's going, it's just not acceptable and, and you're right on Russell too because I've a lot of sympathy for him. Yes, it's his job to figure it out and, and do all the rest of it. That's that's what he's getting paid for. But I do have a lot of sympathy for him because he is absolutely being thrown under the bus. But the tone of tonight, obviously, and how it's gone, and you can see the frustration. It's not just going, oh, yeah, we were beat. We were lucky. We played well. You know, we played hard and we got beat. Fair enough. You'll accept that every day of the week. But it's gone to a very, very different place, not just from us, but from supporters all across the town and the region that are travelling and, and paying in the gate. It's gone to this like you know they're still going to show up in their numbers but it's gone to oh Jesus Christ like here we go again because they know they're not going to get it out of out of certain members of the team and it's not acceptable it's really not come on here like you said we'll, we'll celebrate the highs and, and enjoy the good performances and, and the good football that we played at times this year we get B we play well you're on the other side of a defeat again look that is football 
but the tone of today and and so far has been that frustration and that frustration turns to anger and the longer this kind of mentality continues the worse it's going to get not just from us as I'm saying but for everybody because you're dead right Sean I was going to say it at one point maybe later on we're in the midst of a relegation battle whether we care to admit it now or not whether we like to admit it or not it's not where we want it to be I think we were all kind of cautiously optimistic given our predictions at the start of the season but now it, it is a genuine relegation battle, unfortunately. Um, it needs to change. And you know what? You're right. The lads, do it now or do it in July. But the break can't come quick enough to try and reset and fucking go again. 100%. I can't wait for it. Just to, just to see what happens and how we're really going to fucking react because it's needed in a big, big way. I just, I just, I'll add one, uh, I'll add one thing. Like, like Greg Bulger's one player, right, that's played through injury already this season. And you look at David Cawley, what what was the first game that David Cody got? Like these fellas were being picked ahead of David Cody uh, throughout the season, right? He kept his mouth shut, he trained hard, he waited for his opportunity, and when the chance came, David Cody got on the pitch and he gave it everything, right? And Donald, what's a proper? And what's he, played, a proper? he played. David Cody played strapped up last night as well. Right, and and, and ninety minutes. That's a proper. That's a man. No disrespect to David Cody, but that's a fellow that's coming towards the end of his career, right? You fellas there that were told they're the next greatest, best thing. Fellas that could have yeah. tore up the league and got to move over to the championship. But instead, do you know what they are? They're a fucking cancer in, 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 in a football club. They're, they, they, they have no pace in our football club. The fellas that are carrying on the way some of these fellas are carrying on have no pace in our football club. Absolutely, 110%. And a word of advice to some of the other the squad members, they shouldn't even be associating themselves with these fellas because these fellas are no good. If you if you hold these fellas up on a pedestal as to aspire to be something like them, throw something, you, you're never going to get anywhere in your career. Look at David Cawley, aspire to be like David Cawley, and you'll have a great career in football. Do not aspire to be like some of these pretenders, fakes, uh, shams, because that's all they are. And they'll never go anywhere because their head is absolute poison. Anyway. We've, seen, we've seen these clicks come before under Buckley if you remember rightly, but uh, Romeo and, and the few of the boys, and they were absolutely putrid within the dressing room. And it, it actually coincided with, with our bad form under Buckley. And, you know, we were told about the um, the different factions separate in the dressing room, boys who wanted it and boys who just didn't want to be there, literally showing up. And we're starting to see it again. And I think it has to be nipped in the bud now. And we have to get rid of these players sooner rather than before a few more get dragged in. Because I'm already seeing... In around of it, and I could be one hundred percent wrong. And lads, please jump in and tell me I'm wrong if I am. Is um, you know this the foreign element because we brought over lads from Eastern Europe and Scandinavia, the people are tiring all of them with the one brush because there's a couple of them that are you know they're acting like pricks, simple as. But I see the likes of Johan's getting dragged in underneath that, where I actually think he's been a solid performer for us, and he's actually given us a lot. And he's really he's he's taken on the the whole of Sligo. The, the, oh, I, lads, I'm often frustrated. I can't even get me words. No, I agree with you. Sean. I agree with you. I agree with you. He's, he's taken to the town and everything, and he seems like a good lad, and he's working hard for the side. But he's getting brought in underneath that that brush as well that the other cunts are are, are creating, and I don't mm. like that. Yeah, and it's same with Frank. Good. Yeah, Frank, Frank is getting hard with one. that brush as well. And even Browning and like, look. I'm not Browning's biggest fan as a, as a footballer, but there's one thing I won't take away from him is that he gives everything when he's on the pitch. He's And he tries his, he's tried his hardest. I do think he could actually adapt to this league because there's football in him. 
I just don't think he's got to the proper pace of it yet. But he's getting tired of this brush as well, that they don't care. And I just don't think that's fair on all the players. So it's not, because there is only a certain few. And the sooner they're gone, the better. Jerry, you might want to talk, because I kind of mean the one who's taking over here. <laughs> ah, no, like, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of a bit pointless having me on the pod, to be fair, because I'm just kind of shell-shocked. A little bit. Look, you know, as you were saying there as well, I think David was saying, you know, like, you know, at the end of the day, we, we don't expect to be kind of top of the league or we don't expect to be, you know, something we're not like and in fairness look we're well used to relegation battles throughout our history and even in recent history do you know where say for instance under the likes of Robertson like it was fucking terrible football right and uh, maybe little as well uh, but there was effort there from the players and the crowd stuck with the the team and the club because they could see there was effort and they would see that there was a team I suppose that were kind of a little bit fighting for each other, like, turning up, you know, giving it their all. Like, I remember, you know, the last game of the season up in Drada and we had to, what, we had to win to stay up or we had to get a draw. And, like, draw, yeah. yeah, and, like, there was hundreds of supporters that turned up. Like, if we keep going in the trajectory that we're going in, nobody, nobody can stomach that where, you, where you've outlined various different reasons between players not showing up or players showing up but sitting on the bench and not wanting to get off the bench like that just creates like how can you work in that environment like in any work environment if you've got people like that it just drags everybody down and then all of a sudden stuff that isn't the norm becomes the norm and then it's about I think one of the words maybe that you know it's about standards you know the the, the the standards, once you start letting the standards slip, that becomes the norm. It's very hard to get it back up there again, especially with the same group. That's where I'm kind of, you know, concerned. Like, and like, like that too. Like, I know we were, it was men against boys last night, but like the likes of Cauley, Moran, Luke, uh, Brana Flack, Frank, you know, people giving her about Frank. You know, like Frank fucking turns up every week. Yeah. He puts in a shift every week. Do you know, so it is unfair to say that, you know, there's an element of... It's sometimes maybe we probably have too many foreigners and that dilutes maybe the the um, the, the uh, mentality or maybe lack... Not mentality, mentality and maybe a lack of awareness of their surroundings and the league and they don't understand how the league works and the intensity of it. Um, so that'd be... That's kind of, you know, a concern I was... Um, do you think is there a case as well? You see, I seen a lot of fans online last night, you know, giving out about, you know, people just didn't care or didn't look like they didn't want to be there, and just. Do you think a lot of that gets misinterpreted with um, in terms of quality, and not actually caring and such? Like you know, people are giving out about Frank as well. I seen an awful lot of that, where it's like he doesn't care, but like I, I've never looked at Frank Levac on a football pitch and thought he doesn't care. No, he doesn't. Like it is in terms of the form, it's not great at the moment. So yeah. in terms like of his end product and stuff. So yeah. if the guys that were signed, if the guys that were signed uh, to do a job, and if this, if the guys that were signed to do a job done their job, that would also help Frank, and that would raise his levels. You know, 
like I suppose when you go back to looking what the team that it was a pure patchwork team last night. You've got a bunch of kids on basically all we had was a bunch of kids on, on the bench. Like how do you it's your hands are tight, you know that kind of way. Uh, yeah, look, and I suppose the reason that we ended up with a few of these guys is that you know we had to take a chance as a club to we could we couldn't afford the players within the league. The players within the league don't really want to come here because they're getting great money at the Dublin clubs or you know Leinster clubs or whatever like that. So we did have to shop outside the box and we did have to take a chance. Now, as I said, if the guys had done what they were supposed to do, then I think that raises standards and you know everybody plays that a little bit better and there's a bit more fluidity to play and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But that hasn't worked and has backfired spectacularly. Um, and to the extent of where it feels like some of these players actually don't want to play football, which in my head, I just can't understand that. Like when I said it before, like at what point when you're playing under 14 football or whatever, when you're loving life and you're having the crack and you just enjoy playing the game, like at what point do you go from that to not wanting to play football? Like, would you not just go out and do it for yourself? Like, what sort of mentality? And that's where I suppose we've got caught out. Yeah, the stats were good, maybe, but it's very hard to to measure mentality. And yeah, that's where it's spectacularly fall, fallen down. Um, and I think it was it was a it was a risk worth. At the moment, it doesn't feel like a risk worth taking because. Because of the situation that we're in, and as I go back to the point, I don't mind losing football matches, but when you end up in a situation like where we did last night, and what we have available is just it's just heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I'm absolutely fucking dead. Um, and it's not because we lost the match; it's just the whole situation that we're in. It just even last night just felt like the end of something. It was just like kind of. We were, beaten, we were beaten before we even went out on the pitch, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, it, 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 wasn't it? Yeah, like, like it would have been, do you know something? Like, your man, what you call him, the referee, uh, Hennessy, was it? Or, yeah. Uh, he, like, he could have just do, awarded a chance to three points and then yeah. something off Dross point for leaving for, for, for a couple of 99s. You've never yeah. got a podcast without mentioning the referee, even though you didn't have to give out about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean. I tell you, I'll be honest with you. No, he did. Do you know what? To defend, defend uh, some, some anger. Actually, the, the last 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes of the game, I actually went over to the linesman that was on the, the, the force side of the, and it just, Fucking dogged him for 20 minutes. <laughs> and if it was the third goal, Aaron Green was fucking, he was about 10 yards offside. He was throwing it back. The ball came in. Now, fair enough, went another player. And then he went onside. But at the time when the ball came in, he was interfering with play. And your man, the, the linesman started laughing at me because I just fucking, I was just, I was like a bean in his ear for 20 minutes. And, and I'm sorry, linesman, if you ever listen to the podcast because uh, I just had to, <laughs> I had to vent, I had to vent at somebody, but, um, it was nothing to do with you. No, yeah. it was personal. Yeah. It's, it's not you, it's me. But um, just on the referees for the last two games, I thought uh, it Grant, uh, not, I don't know his first name, but the Grant guy at the Bulls game was very, very good. Uh, mm. He seemed to understand the game. And, uh, you know, even Rob Hennessy last night, uh, 
Yeah, it was easy. But no, no disrespect, but it was so yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, but it's always a good sign of referee when they don't stand out. But yeah, I suppose last night wasn't a normal game. It wasn't a game at all. Yeah, I think it's just coming in the back of what Jerry was saying there about you know players and and like Frank, like for Frank, I, you you know he does care the way he keeps grafting, he keeps going. <laughs> It's a funny one from from Roy Keane that I'd seen before. It was, you know, you're not having the best game. You're not at the races. Just go and smash into someone and make yourself feel better. It gives them, you know, makes the opposition think twice about taking more time on the ball or it might cheat somebody else up. But I think on the other side of that as well, like, because we're down to the bare bones, if you're not having the best game and there isn't too many options coming off the bench, you might be able to trust your mate that's playing alongside your midfielder you're covering wing back or whatever in terms of Frank's case. And I'm not saying that, that Johan's not caring either, but at least if you're not playing the greatest of games, you'll have someone there to maybe not bail you out all the time, but back you up a little bit. You know, give you a little bit of cover and a little bit of fighting behind you or something. But that's just not happening, as we keep saying. And, you know, I, I think the players may be starting to realise that there is only certain other players out there that you can trust to, to go and back you up out there as well. That if you aren't playing great, it's not going your way. They can come in and, and you know, someone's going to back you up by, by doing something like smashing into someone or, or covering you or, or getting a bit tighter or whatever it might be. But you've got a teammate that you can rely on and trust. And, and look, if you can't do it out with your own teammates, then you're in a serious world of trouble, you know? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, um, David, in that, like, I think the players might be Instagram friends. They're definitely not friends uh, on the pitch. Like, they don't back each other up. Um you know, that's quite clear, really, isn't it? There's, there's no like, well, I'm going to fight for you or I'm going to back you up, or there's none of that. Like, I think what Shanky said, I've seen the red quote there in the last day or so, you know, about you know, you want to play with your friends because you know, your friends will back you up and, and so on. I don't know, but, but you're also, up. Jerry, your, fr- your friends will, will tell you when you're wrong, yeah. And you know, I always that's think whenever. Awesome. whenever we, Whenever we played football, you know, growing up, like, and, you know, even when we were playing junior ball and that, any successful team that you were a part of, everyone was actually a genuine friend, but you tore strips of each other on the pitch when everyone, when anyone made a mistake, because you you just knew that's where it stayed. It stayed on the pitch because you were, you were tied off and it wasn't fake friendships. It wasn't just companionships. It was actual proper friendship as well. And you weren't afraid to tell anyone how you felt. So, like, even you look at there the other night, uh, it was actually Oshin who was saying it to me on Twitter. He's saying he couldn't believe how quiet we are as a team. And there was, there was literally no one shouting at anyone throughout the whole game. There was nothing said. I noticed Lucas was the only one at one point to give out to a couple of lads. But, you know, probably falling on deaf ears more than anything. Like, there's no leadership qualities throughout the team at the moment. Uh, you know, you're waiting on Bulger to come back in for that. Maybe Gary Buckley as well down the line. But... At this moment in time, there's no one like that. There's no one leading by example. Yes, yeah, it's, it's driving high standards on the pitch and off the pitch, obviously, as well. But now it's needed on the pitch as much as off the pitch. You need a cohesiveness. You need that alignment to have the same drive and the willingness to fucking go and win a football game. And at the minute, it has to be through hard work. So like that, if there's a cohesive group and they're going for the same thing, you have to demand the highest of standards. And like that, as you said, Sean, whether your best mates or not, in our case, we're never professional footballers, but that was it. You demanded high standards, and that's where it stayed. On the other side of it, someone needs to maybe start kicking lumps out of people in training, and that's the way you fucking start getting respect and, and demanding more out of them. But that's not going to happen overnight, lads. Like we, you know, that doesn't. That's not going to happen. 
No, it doesn't. You know, that's, a greater that's, 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 that's mentality and personal and personality change. Yeah. It's yeah. either that's either it's either in you or it's not. And I, I suppose to your point, Terry, that's the most concerning thing of all because based based on the based on the way that we have capitulated over the last number of games. Yeah, it's. Do you know what I mean? It's there's so many question marks over the mentality of this team now. That that that's where the real concern is. Like like bear bear the couple of stalwarts that you know you can hang your hat on and always give hundred and ten percent. The rest of them, you're you're there and you're saying like, have you got like, have you got the balls for this? Do you know what I mean? Have you do you really have the fire in your belly? Do you know to 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 actually see this through to turn it around? To, to try and make something out of the season because when you're looking, when you're going to pitch all fine and well and we know all about the injuries and we know about the bad eggs that's in the dressing room as well. But surely to God, the grown men, they can step back and they can say, you know, this isn't right, lad. You know, we're 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 getting a wage here. We need to be fucking we need to be doing more. Yeah. Even if I'm taking out of position, I need to be doing more. Even like the most gratifying thing last last uh, last month night was David Cawley getting a yellow card. Just what you were saying there. He kicked the fella. He's pissed fucking off. He fucking lamped the fella. Do you know what I mean? And that was, yeah. that was the only thing that gave me any satisfaction out of that game on, on, on last night. So, you know, I don't know. There's, it, it, I suppose you have to have a bit of fire in your belly. Like, you're playing professional football. You're getting, play, you're getting paid to play football for a living. You know, you shouldn't. It, it, losing shouldn't be an option. You know, cool. Cool. Do you think it's time to start changing things up as well, though, in terms of like tactically as well, and trying to put a fresh spin on this thing? Because you know, even getting players back from injury, it all kind of feels a wee bit stale at the moment. Yeah. And you know, I think we need to change something up. I think John really needs to look at this now and try and dissect this for what it is, and pick the parts out of it that are, pick any good part he can out of it, and try and piece it together, and you know, build something to go forward. Because personally, I don't think this tactic is working at the moment. I think we're we're too easily found out, and we don't well, have the mentality to turn a game around at the moment. So I think. Well, we need what to what happened? What, sorry, Sean. What happened to the team at the start of the season? What happened to the team with the with the with the high press and the the great intensity that we had at the start of the season? We we all said Connor said at the start of the season when he says it's the first time I ever saw Rovers team out on the pitch, and they they look like they have great physicality. They look like a team of men against other teams. We've actually gone backwards. I do think, though, Donald, it does... Look, I'm not trying to make excuses now or anything nearly goes back to what I'm saying, but, like, it, this all does correlate with the... Our, the, our run of form does correlate with the injuries. Like, you look at... It even comes... Go back to the Dundalk game. You know, in that first half, where we lose 1-0, in that first half, we're, we're dominating Dundalk. And then John and Fabrice go off injured. And we fall apart a wee bit then. And in the next game, I forget who gets injured after that. And it's, it's a domino effect straight after that. They keep dropping like flies from that game on. And from that game on, we keep losing games. And it's patchwork quilt teams from there on in. And, you know, even last night, like, you know, there's no way you can press a team high when when Niall and Lafferty are playing at centre-half because already what's in front of them, like Browning and Cawley, they're automatically think, thinking about protecting those lads. Because they're they're playing out of position, so they're dropping back. Every everything gets destroyed. Your whole mentality and how you're going to play it gets destroyed, and it you have to be conservative in some kind of way. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for it, but that's just the mentality that happens. And but, I think yeah. that's what's happened us now as well. And it, it's it's a mess. It just it really is a mess. It, it begs the question then, Sean. In that case, like where are all these hamstring injuries coming out of? 
Do you know, like, like the, there has to be an answer. There has to be an answer for that as well. Like, are they being are they, are they, are they trained too hard? Because uh, I, I, I seem to recall uh, during uh, Liam Buckley's tenure that we had this exact same issue uh, under Liam Buckley's tenure, and uh, <clears throat> it was it was fellas. And actually, funny enough, I think uh, if uh, those tell me if I'm wrong. But I think it might have been a lot of hamstring injuries uh, at one stage when the, the I I can't think that the what the exact seem to be doing a lot of gym work and they're picking up an awful lot of injuries. So it's 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 there's something wrong with the way they've been trained as well because it's not natural to have six centre halves out injured out of a, out of a squad of twenty three or twenty four have six centre halves out injured. That's not and right. And that's a, and that's a serious issue that they're going to have to sit down as a management team and actually look at and properly analyze as well because it's not just all to do with the pitch. There's a lot going on off the pitch as well, and everything needs to be looked at at the moment. So it does, and everyone has to be big enough and brave enough to accept the criticism that comes their way, because the only way we'll move forward from this now is people actually own up to the mistakes that they're making, and accept it and try and better themselves, and then we can we can finally move forward. Because if people are just going to go into a state of denial now and get all fucking hissy fits and crying about being criticised, you'll you'll never get it right. It'll just it'll only get worse. Take responsibility and move forward. Well, there is an opportunity there, like to um, you know, regroup and reset. You know, with with the window coming up. I know it's not a long time, but it it is that natural break of where right, you know, clean slate. Um, you know, how do we move forward as a group? Um, again, you know, and these fellas have, have they got it in themselves to say, well, do you know what? You know, maybe I didn't give a hundred percent, or maybe I could have played, or maybe, yeah, maybe that was my fault. I don't see that in the makeup of of this team where they take responsibility for their own shit um, like they just seem to be like they just seem to be coasting and you know like I suppose the thing about it too is football is a short career and you know like why not go out and make the best of what you have because before you know it your career will be over you know so I don't know you'll be, like, be playing for fucking Arrowheads Jerry yeah well that's it and you know, you you'll have to pay pay to play for Ara Harps. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like that's that know. insurance money doesn't pay itself, Jerry. Yeah, that's just where I came from. <laughs> I came from a Marvel meeting talking about insurance and all that sort of stuff, and to organise all that, and you know, that's a job in itself. But ah, it's just like you'd have to question the mentality and the, you know, like fucking take responsibility like for your own actions and quite, you, just you, giving it socks for yourself not for us sir yeah. just that's it's either in a person or it's not it might come to people maybe a bit later but like you should, I've take pride if when you're getting up and you're getting dressed and you go to work every morning take pride in the job that you're doing do you know what I mean that's that's not that's a given in life that's a given you know like you, you go there on, on, on a football pitch in front of two and a half thousand people that are going out it, uh, they're taking their time out of a Saturday evening to go and watch you perform and do you know what but I mean? don't you think that people think the way you think they don't like that's you know well, unfortunately yeah well Jerry do you know like at the, at the end of the day Jerry are the cotton living like or, or what, what's the game like because you know they're well, only, I don't think they think that well they're only cotton themselves 
but uh, you, do you understand like some people don't actually see that they think that they're right and they're better than right they don't think the way that maybe but, but I, tell you, I, I tell you if they think if they think that they're doing everything right I can show them a video of 93 minutes of fucking torture that, that <laughs> they put Stegger Rovers through last fucking Monday and I can show them another video from fucking Friday of another torturous fucking 90 odd minutes what they put us through as well do you know what I mean? And that uh, look at I know this fellas playing out of position, probably been overly, overly harsh or whatever. But at the same time, like as you said, Jerry, you have to take responsibility for yourself and your own performance. And that's it. You know. Do yourself yeah. proud. If you don't want to do the club proud, do yourself fucking proud anyway. At least I, at least take off the pitch and say, I did my bit, I tried my hardest. That's all anyone's ever asking for. Yeah. And if you look, if you're feeling if you know, if anybody is feeling unhappy at the club, re- really they should like they, they, they should move on themselves because if you're not happy and satisfied in what you're doing and you don't want to be there, well, you know, now's the time to to go and do something different. And I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, you know, I think that's probably the better thing. You know, I'd rather play, I'd rather have fucking 12 players for the season than have 20 that an agent that don't want to be there. Let them off. We don't, we don't, you know, make yourself happy in life. Go and do what you want to do. You want to come in there? About what? Right. Where do I start? <laughs> what do I mean, where do you start? I think, and just what you're talking about, though, I think it's all about hunger. Like, you know, for, for what do you want to achieve with your career? Where do you want to get to? Like, are you happy just to make it into the Rovers' first team? Do you know, you fight and graft and fucking work yourself to the nail to get into the team. And then when you get there, are you happy with that? And you just want to plateau. Like, or do you want to go further? Do you want to achieve more? Is that what's your goal in life? Like, you look at you look, you only have to look at fucking Greg Bulger, and look at what he goes through every week to get out on the pitch when he's not even fully fit, and all he's won in the league, and he still has the hunger to go out and do it. Like, lads should be looking at him as a fucking shining example and trying to copy what he does. Like Dave was on about Roy Keane earlier on, and if you hear lads talk about young fellas when they went into the dressing room and. They looked up to Roy Keane while he, and they tried to copy what he done every day in training to be do the right things to get where he has in in his career and that because like they, these lads don't have the hunger they don't have the desire or the want like if they're happy to waste their talent I've made this Rovers first team and I think I'm great now and I'll fucking swan around the place with my great walk on me and my stylish clothes thinking I'm great just because but not actually achieve anything do you know what I mean like that's if that's where the the limit the the height of your goals then you're fucking wasting what what talent you have. And as for the other thing you were talking about, where our Sean was on about, I think definitely a change of formation is has to be tried. Like in fairness, because we have no, we have no like even the two games like the two games against Bows and Shams, we were we all knew going into it. Like we were we were out, out watching the Bows game, Jerry and. Obviously, we're all here last night, and you knew once you seen the team sheets, like fucking hell, we're not like you're up and both again. If we got nil nil here, it'll be a miracle and it'll be great. And last night, you knew we were getting on. There was it was no hope. There was we were done, but we still weren't torn apart with all the like. No, we've no centre halves. We have our our natural centre of field isn't there, and we weren't torn apart like so. The graft and the want is still obviously there for the lads that are playing. And have played the last few games. They're still working for Russell, and 
doing doing the bit of their their grafting and stuff to keep in games and keep it competitive and keep their shape and all that kind of stuff. But we're we have nothing going forward. Like we've absolutely nothing going forward at the minute. And like we came in last night against Shams at nil nil at half time. Like all it took was a good set piece from us and we could have nicked the goal. And yeah. you never know what that'll do for you. But like we need some tread further to pitch. And as much as I like Will and Frank for their efforts and everything like that, they're not offering us enough. And I think Johan and Reese could offer us maybe more if they get into the, the wing back roles. And well, that's exactly where I was going to go with it as well. I was going to go for a 3 5 2, and I'd have the two boys as wing backs because, as it is, the, even as it stands so far this season, they're far more productive than Will and Frank in terms of assists and goals. There's more from them. And if you get them higher up the pitch, they're going to contribute a little bit more again. So they are. And I think if you can get them into higher positions, better positions, and when you have three three lads in the centre halves, you know, they're obviously they're covering them as well. It protects them a little bit more defensively. And I think if you just played someone out, like play Barlow off Mata. Um, yeah, it, it'll, it'll allow you to get someone closer to Mata. It should yeah. do anyway. And put Niall and Bulger then in the middle again. And, you know, I think your areas are covered an awful lot more and I think it'll actually help us going forward. For the time being, until such a time as players start stepping up again, like Will and Frank, and you know they've they've earned the right to get back into the side. To be fair, Sean, where's the three centre halves? Well, no, no, I obviously play, understand. I play. I, well, you'd play. You'd play. You'd, like it could work for us in another way too, because obviously, like Danny Lafferty could play left side centre half, no problem. Yeah, he showed it last night. You have Mahan obviously right side centre half, and then you'd have Nando probably in the centre half. But it also could work with us for us. When Buckley comes back, because he'd have that extra protection, that we could we could throw him in the middle of the of the the three centre halves, and he'd have one either side of him to protect him, where we'd still have him there as a leader then, and be able to marshal the defence and stuff like that. So I, de- I definitely think it is a sh- something we're thinking about, hundred percent. Just just what what Jerry was saying there about the break, let the break be a reset and and kind of go again reset button. Like, there's nothing to say that this week can't be the reset button. Like, yeah. this week be the reset button and fucking go up and put on a performance up, up in Target Park, a, 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 a pitch uh, where you robbed the last time you played uh, against a, a, by a very dubious uh, refereeing decision. <clears throat> and a team that's humiliated you in your own back door and your own fucking back, in your own backyard, in your own patch. They come down here and the fucking page you have to pitch the out energy. They what they want the result more than in your own garden, and now you have an opportunity to go and show them. Do you know what I mean? What year? What medal year made of? Do you know? And prove what's wrong. Prove any comments that's been made here about fitness mentality or anything like that. Prove that wrong, and go and put on the show on and in Target Park on, on Friday night, and let that be the, the feeling that you're leaving Sligo to head off on on for your, for your week's holidays or whatever. Let that be the feeling that you're leaving Sligo with. Not a feeling of, oh, fuck, I have to go back there now again and back to this doom and gloom. Leave it in a fucking high note. Don't be going, thinking, oh, don't be leaving, don't be leaving the, the hit and reset button on, until you come back from the break. Hit it now and go hit the ground running on, on Friday night because there's no chance. If opportunity doesn't fucking knock, build the fucking door. Build the door this weekend and break, burst through on, on Friday night. Oh, That's you're that. a great man for saying I think McGoo mentioned McGoo, you mentioned there uh to me uh or somewhere that um that, you know that that second half in Shelburne uh up at Talk Park the first game 
seem to be kind of like the turning point where we've gone downhill since then. So, like in the first half, we played unbelievable football. Uh, 40 minutes of unbelievable football. Uh, went in 1 0 at the break. Probably should have went up, probably should have went in 2 3 0. Um, I think Stefan had a brilliant chance. He put it wide. Uh, Fitzgerald hit the bar when you know it was probably easier to score. Come out second half, you know, bad decision from the referee, an own goal from John Ma. And, and since then, the whole lot seems to have gone pear shipped. And I know that's kind of coincided with the. Uh, with the um the injuries. But like you know it's it's amazing too that you can maybe nail it down to one forty five minutes of football and we fall off the fucking the, the face of the earth because of that. Like you have to have some sort of resilience in your makeup too to be able to bounce back from these things. You can't you know, fair enough, it doesn't go your way and like what you're saying, Donald as well, like, you know, now's a chance to kind of Set the record straight, shut shut the likes of us up, um, and 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 start again and refresh. So like like the thing I always like say football is a game. It's there to be enjoyed, and the players need to start going out enjoying playing football again. Um, put all the fucking bag and baggage on the back burner. Go out, play the game, enjoy it. Um, and you're fortunate enough that you've got the ability to play football professionally. There's no better job in the world, and we're all fucking completely envious. So that would be the one thing I would, you know, if you enjoy playing your football, you'll do well, and everything else will fade into the background. So yeah, it's refresh, reset, go and enjoy it, forget about all the negativity, and just give it a fucking lash. Now it's time for your shouts from the shed. End. Don't forget you can get them in on a WhatsApp voice note to oh eight five eight one five. 9767 or on email to podcast at borst.ie and we can hear those now. Well, lads, we played the best team in the country this evening by a country mile. Like, that Jams team is very good. Like, the, the quality of their bench, the quality of their forwards, like two men from the west of Ireland. We were going into that game with a very depleted squad and it showed at the second half. Like we held on in the first half, but uh, their quality just shone through in the end. Particularly the, the second goal there when uh, Hutchinson was muscled off the ball by Gaffney. Like we can never we can never seem to deal with Gaffney too well. But we now found ourselves in a, a proper relegation dogfight. Like the table doesn't lie. There's seven points between us and Shelburne and Dundalk. Cork have found some form. Buckley's in there. Um, hopefully now with the mid-season break comes comes in, we might get a couple of players back. But our defence, our defenders, we need to have we need to have players. The squad is small enough. We just need that bit of bit of luck now. Get them players back in, and maybe if. If the sun shines on us a bit, that we get a good run and the second half of the season is more productive. But let's see what happens. But at the moment, all signs are that we'll be clutching for results in the next couple of months. How are things, lads? James here. Sending you my last ever voice note from Galway before I move back to the bright lights of Gurchin City. Um, 
yeah, lads, there's not a whole pile you can say. Um, I didn't get to see the game tonight against Shams, um, but I think looking at the lineup anyway, you could tell what way it was going to go. Two senior outfield players on the bench in Stefan and Bogdan, and we know from the past couple of weeks that Bogdan won't be going on. He's just there to pay, take up a, a space on the bench. Um, and I think we had two goalkeepers on the bench as well. You know, tells you all you need to know about injuries. Um, but I don't think anyone was shocked at seeing the result. I certainly wasn't anyway. Um, I was in Daly Mount on Friday night for the Bowes game and ah, more of the same shite, lads. Um, it's very tough to be positive with the way things have been going. We've been absolutely decimated with injuries and it looked like on Friday night that probably Aina Clancy and Bulger were rushed back. I think Aina managed about 10 minutes before he went off and Bulger maybe a couple of minutes after that. But we're in a bit of bother now and that's putting it very lightly. We're uh, two points above the relegation or the, the playoff spot anyway. And Corker behind us, I think a point, they're a point behind us, I think, and they're flying it at the minute. Um, yeah, it's worrying times. Goal difference of minus seven. Don't look like scoring any time. But the way that our defence is, very, very makeshift at the minute. Um, there'll be no clean sheets kept either. And one more game before the break now, shells. And we know how we play against shells. Um, yeah, dire straits now, lads. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know where um, it's going to end up. You know, it's been absolute free fall. Um, we've been like, let's be fair. We've been very, very unlucky with injuries. Um, I seen somebody head up a a full team that we could put out of all our injured players. Like, and you know that tells a tale in itself. But despite all that, there's a lot of lads there who have more than one foot out the door now at this stage. There's, you know, there's players who there who are on a lot of money and aren't doing anything. Um, saw people saying on Twitter that Bogdan refused to warm up. I don't know if there's any truth in that. I didn't see it, so you know, can't really comment on that. But we've been chasing games now for the last couple of weeks and he hasn't been brought on. So that tells you all you need to know. Um, we're in bother. <laughs> we're in bother. This, this break can't come quick enough, you know, to uh, at least hopefully get a few lads back from injury. But... Even so, there has to be a few changes made um, in the, the transfer window. You know, you'd be hoping that a few of these players who clearly don't understand what it is to play for Sligo Rovers and all the money in fundraising that's done by fans to keep the club afloat and to pay their wages, and they're happy to just put around the pitch week in, week out, and sit on the bench, not even try. Um, it's sickening. It is. It's 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 sickening, and it's 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 a tough time at the minute to be a Sligo Rovers fan. Um, yeah, you'd be hoping now. The only saving grace would be a few changes now in the summer. Can we afford it? Probably not. But you'd be hoping that a few of these players would leave on a mutual and not cost us anything, because at the minute all they're doing is taking up big wages, which could go elsewhere. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. Um, it's tough at the minute, but. Look, no matter what, lads, we follow the Rovers and we'll stick our neck on the line for them week in, week out. Where a lot of players <laughs> in the squad at the minute can't even be bothered. But anyway, up the Rovers as always, lads.
that's your shouts from the shed end. Don't forget you can get them in after Friday's game against Shells on a WhatsApp voice note 085 or on email to podcast at borst.ie. Beer scorecast time now. David, uh, I suppose two defeats, but uh, there is beer going the way of some lucky people after the games. Yeah, there is indeed on it. Another great, uh, another great bit of engagement from the fans out there. And you can see by the way things have gone in our form recently that uh, the results haven't all been as positive as they usually are. But we do have a winner for the Bulls game, so that's Kiki O'Grady via Twitter. So Kiki, will give you a shout over the next couple of days, um, and organise get your case of White Hag sent out to you. And for the Shams game, we also have them via Twitter, and they are for LJ Keegan and Tom Corcoran. So yeah, all three lads will be in touch over the next couple of days via DM to get your details. We'll organise for the White Hag to get you a case of beer. And lads, looking back now, there today the today's Tuesday, so the cup draw was made today. So, but uh, we always kind of get excited about the cup. I suppose the last few years has been not so well. It's been a few years we got to the semi-finals, but uh, Jerry, uh, a way trip to to draw it away in the cup. Yeah, not the kindest of draws. Uh, look, you always want a, a home draw in the cup. I know that's kind of a bit of a cliche, but it's true. Look, United Park is we've been there already this season, beating one 0 up there. Yeah, it's it's tough, tough draw to start off with. But having said that too, there's uh, quite a few Premier Division um, clashes. So if you did get through the round, you know there's going to be four or five teams, good teams that are going to be wiped out straight away. So uh, there's an opportunity there. Um, and sometimes when the league form isn't going well for you, you can turn around in the cup. But we're still going to turn around against Shells on, on Friday. And Sean, you'd be open for a, a cup run this year. Well, I think our season is banking on it at the moment. It's our last salvation. Um, you know, it's, I think it's, and look, the fans have been crying out for it now for the last couple of years, the way we've exited the cup, you know, to Wexford and Waterford. Um, it wasn't good enough the last two years. So look, we, we need to write that wrong this year. It's not the tie I would have wanted either. Like United Park is a horrible place to go to. Draw their well-organized side and it'll be no different when we go up there. Uh, it's going to be a really, really tough draw. I think we're nearly back to back with them, aren't we? In terms of a league game, and yeah. they come right after each other. So that even that alone is a bit annoying. But um, look, it's a huge opportunity for for the players to right a few wrongs. And as Jerry says already, you know, with the Premier Division things, there's a few there's a few big boys going to be knocked out early doors, and you know, it opens the door for you to put a cup run together. And you know, as we know. You either win it or you finish fourth for that European spot. And I think, judging by the first round of fixtures in it already, I, I think you're going to have to win it to nearly because I don't think fourth is guaranteed that spot now this year. And Donald, the women's team, got Bonaghy United from Donegal. So uh, I suppose it's not a gimme, but it's, uh, you know, I suppose there, there could have been harder draws. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there could be, Ronan, but look, we'll take it. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it's uh, I think it's a decent draw. It's a decent draw for the ladies, for women. Uh, just on on the uh, on the men's draw running, if just before before we move on from it, if you don't mind, uh, I think actually think it's a great draw. I think uh, if we drew um, a first division side or a non league side or whatever, as has happened the last number of seasons, it's been a banana banana skin for us. So I mean, there's there's no kind of weight of expectation on on going into the into this first first draw, uh, this first round of the of the cup. 
Like, there's been no under any illusions that this is a tough, tough draw. So at least, do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's not going to be this weight of expectation that we're going to get through to the next round. It's going to be automatically expected. I actually think it's a decent draw, being honest. And probably a draw that we need more so than than than, than a soft thing. And if we do come through it, it should be, as, as the jury was saying there, there's a lot of big names that will be out after the first round. So, you know, who knows? But the most important thing is is to just get through the first round. But I think, personally, I was happy with both draws. Yeah. Just on Bonaghi there, lads. Um, so, at, look, I, I'm 99% sure that Letterkenny Rovers uh, don't have a, a women's side this season. I think they're actually uh, introduced someone next season. So, Bonaghi are just are located in, in Letterkenny. So, um, they could be fairly handy at the same time. And if, I know they've got a, a great setup there at uh, Dry Arch in, in Letterkenny. So, this definitely won't be a gimme. They'll they'll be fairly handy, I'd imagine. Well, I I know I know nothing about them. Only that their captain and best player apparently done their ACL last weekend, so she'll miss the game. So that's 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 one good thing. Yeah. Well, best wishes to Not her. For her, obviously, but for us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on the men, on the men's one, like. Well, a week. What did I say? A week is a long time in football, and it's five or six weeks away, isn't it? So, who knows what could be going down by then? Drahada could be in the position we are at the minute, and we could be flying. And your man Draper might be going back. He's only unknown, isn't he? Yeah. To help the crowd. So, as Donald said, it's, it's bad. and I don't know if anybody's mentioned this yet, but there's a lot of Premier teams have drawn each other, like so. Be a lot of them knocked out too. So it's an opportunity. David, your own reaction to the cup draw? Yeah, it's a tricky tie, especially away from home. Um, Jerry said it there, you know, we've been beaten up there already. So, yeah, who knows? A couple of weeks away, the break, use next week, as I said, as, again, as a reset and hopefully be in a more positive state going into it. And you just don't know. Cup's the cup and you're, you're either in or you're out. So, yeah, let's hope we get into the next round and we get a home draw out of that one. David, the women's team were, it was 3-1 down against Treaty. And came back to draw three three, so it's uh, so it was a battling performance there. In that one, yeah, and Trudy in and around ourselves at the bottom of the table there, but it was a good battling performance. You know, heads can go down. You can see two goals inside sixteen minutes, inside the first twenty minutes, and your backs to the wall. But you know, having having speaking to Steve, you know, he's he's proud of the comeback and proud of the players and their mentality and, and how they've approached it um, and managed the game as well internally as well. So, you know, all credit to them for coming back to that. Um, Jody Lockery on the score sheet for, for Rovers and Emma Doherty getting two. And it's important for Emma as well to get back amongst the goals because they haven't flowed quite as often as they had done last year. So to get your main goal scorer fire and um, get her confidence up is, is going to be a big thing again. Um, I have no doubt that moving forward, there will be more points to get on the board. They'll have figured things out. The, the squad will have had more time to gel. So... Yeah, fingers crossed. It's it's more positive results, and I'm sure there will be more points on the board going for them. And to come back again from two 0 down away from home is a huge step for them as well. And Jerry, that shows, I suppose the I suppose the Jody Lockery and Emma Darcy, they're both from Bunkrana. They're both, as we mentioned before, Ireland underage captains. You know they've been so. I suppose that the caliber of a player is there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, it's taken taking us a bit of time to get into our stride this season but it seems to be kind of clicking now and coming together and getting more confidence and 
starting to score goals and you know so that's that's great to see um and look you know in any any game to come from 3-1 down and 2-0 down early doors it's you know it's a great sign especially away from home so long may it continue and uh yeah so really positive and back at home on on Saturday Sean against Galway at home on Saturday so I suppose a chance it's the the last league game before the Women's World Cup but it's certainly the last league game before the Women's World Cup so a chance maybe to to get three points I suppose first of all put in the performance but also get three points yeah it'd be a very tough game for them but it will be a huge opportunity to you know put back to back results together I suppose I know it's a draw and maybe hopefully get the win at home like but it'd be huge progress for them this season I think a massive part of that though is, is Emma already now finding finding form in front of goal. When she's on form, she's probably one of the hardest stri- strikers in the league to stop. And you always have a chance in the game when she's up top for you. So, you know, I think that's a huge, huge bonus now for Steve going forward and the team in general. But, you know, as I said before about them, they're a young side building. You know, every every positive step is a huge step for them and it'll only greatly benefit them going forward I think there's a lot to come from this team in the next couple of years and look it'll be just lovely if they can start really pushing up the table now and you know like that maybe put a cup run as well together themselves this year and get another positive season out of it but concentrate what's ahead of them first and go and you know get a win at home be lovely and a few familiar faces come back into the showgrounds on on Saturday don't Jamie McGuinness and Emma Duffy, who was an underage player there last year, and Sograns as well last year. Yeah, Gemma's back. They was the of course she she didn't resign for us, so well, not to be scored to be settled or anything like that, but it'd be nice to uh, it'd be nice to get one over on her, I suppose. But um, again, just when it comes to togetherness for 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 the women's team, they're like they've had an awful, I suppose, difficult start to the season, and it just goes to show, like when when. Players dig in for each other and uh, they work for each other and they fight for each other and they fight for the manager. Like, you can't turn a corner and uh, it looks as if that's happening for the women's team now and uh, good, luck to, good luck to them. So I think maybe the the, the men could take a leap out of the women's book and, uh, you know, just show a bit of that solidarity that, that, that they seem to have found. Anyway. Uh, best luck to them. It would be great to 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 finish this section of the season on the high note and, and get a home win. Yeah, so fingers crossed for them. Right, lads. Final part of this week's show. We'll look ahead now to last game for the break. It shells away on Friday. Uh, Sean, I suppose we've done these previews, and but it's I don't know what 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 do you expect when on Friday night? It is hard to hard, hard to know what to expect really. That's because you don't even know who's going to be playing. That's you don't even know what kind of team is going to be there on Friday night. Um, what I'd like to see is a bit of pride and passion, uh, a bit of desire, I suppose, all the regular sound bites. But uh, look, yeah, I'd like to see a change in tactics. To be honest, I think you know, show us something to to move forward with, to build upon. Um, but I think actually, what Donald and Jerry are both saying there, like, you know, actually use this as as a refresh, as a starting point. Not the break as such. Have a positive break, you know. Lead some positivity into the into the breakaway because, you know, it's been said now already. That the break isn't really that long. It's it's actually quite short, but it is an opportunity for us to, you know, change up and clean up things a little bit. But definitely, this is an opportunity because it's also a really important game. You know, Cork are on our heels here. 
Drahad aren't going away. You know, we need to get results on the board now. So, you know, this is a huge game. And look, shells are flying at the moment. This isn't going to be easy. So, look, we've got to have our attitude right. We've got to have our tactics right. Um, it's a big test for the lads. I, I just hope they're up to it. Magoo, as the lads mentioned, you know, I suppose, I suppose the last two games against Shells were just didn't go the way and it's maybe a chance to, to right a few wrongs, maybe? Yeah, but, you know, we have to right a few wrongs for a lot of things, to be honest with you, in the last few weeks. It's not just the Shells games. Um, uh, what do I think can happen? Like Sean said, depending who's on the pitch, like, you know, we know, we know, Greg won't, but would, I doubt Greg will be back. Anyway, I couldn't see it, but like, funnily enough, um, as mad as it sounds, like I, I, I think we'll get something. Like I think we'll, we'll, we'll get a positive result. For some reason, I have this in me that, that we're going to get a positive result and go into the break on a high, and then you can just recharge your old brain when you're off, when you're off for the week and stuff. Um, I don't ask me why that. I have that feeling. I just have this. Maybe it's the stupid, it's like Rover's optimism in me. I don't know, but um, yeah. Look, I can't, I can't give you any other explanation when I don't know who's going to be playing. To be honest with you, and Don, Ronan, I was, um, I was thinking just there as you're talking. I remember reading an article about Damien Duff. Um, he was saying that he had a bad result, and he did, he was said he was very hard to live with, and that the wife wouldn't talk to him or he wouldn't talk. To him. <laughs> He's like a fucking demon, you know. And Duff is this reputation, you know, like they're singing in your head, the the Shells fans are singing about in your head to uh, to Duffer. Like, it's such an opportunity just to boil his piss the same way he boils everybody else's uh, for two weeks, even fucking leave leave his wife in misery for two weeks, uh, whatever long the break is. You know, like that's, that in itself is a great opportunity for to, 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 to run a bit of a show. But like, all joking aside, <clears throat> it's just I don't know they have to show something because um, uh, for their own as I keep saying it their own professional pride like this is your job go out and fucking show show yourself show your families show the, the, the people that pay your wages that actually mean something to you because uh, uh, you deserve better than the results that you're getting uh, but you only deserve better by the work that you put in and if if, if you put in the 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 work that you should be putting into it, that'd be reflecting the results that you get. So go out there and, and say, show us, show us that it means something because uh, <clears throat> we need to see it. We have to see it. And if we're able to give score predictions, Magoo, you feel we're going to get something? Uh, one all. David? Yeah, I would love to see three points coming home on the bus, but I'll snap your hand off for, for a draw as well. Uh, um, yeah, I think one all. Sean? I'm not making a prediction on this one. <laughs> Don't three one rovers. <laughs> whatever, happened, whatever happened to the famous four one, Donald? Everything was four one last year. I know that, but that, that I'd write so Magoo four one. He's, <laughs> he's angry at the moment, Magoo. He's angry at the one's chalked off there for being angry. He doesn't have he doesn't have he doesn't have much faith in him these days. Only three. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, the optimism is always tempered at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jerry. <laughs> I'd be a bit worried about I'd be a bit worried about Shell's attack, you know, with the availability of Boyd again. Um, watched the second half of their game last night, and he came on as a sub, and he was like so so effective. Um, so again, like if 
considered depending on what centre halves we have available, he could have an absolute field day against what we have there. So that's a, a huge worry. But at the same time too, I wouldn't put it beyond us to get a result up there. So I'm gonna say one one. You know what? I'm gonna change we're gonna win one nil. We're gonna win one nil. Okay. That's fine. Ronan, what about yourself? Two two. We're gonna score Desmond. the game. Archbishop Desmond, yeah. That's them. <laughs> we could do a rocky montage on the bus on the way up. Get a bit of motivation going. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Ronan. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, boys. Nice therapy session. Cheers, <laughs> Goop. Cheers, Ron. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, David. Cheers, Ronan. Cheers, lad. Grazie, Donald. Grazie, Ronan. It's uh, ciao. It's been emotional. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. One, one. It's brilliant. 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 Here comes Quigley.